Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Tom Hanks movie! That's right, don't worry everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We are so bad at Tom Hanks impressions, <laughs> both of us. I was trying to do the young Bosom Buddies era Tom Hanks, sure. and I don't know what that was. That was future Tom? That was uh somebody. That was Toy Story. That was the other toy making fun of Woody going, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Oh. Because <laughs> I know I can't do – you know who does a great Tom Hanks impression? It's his brother who does all the toys. Oh, he does the uh, – and does he do the keep your hands and arms inside the Radiator Springs racers? That might be him because yeah. I, I don't think that's a Tom – is that a Tom Hanks impression? Because he's not in Cars. Oh, no, I'm not nothing in Cars. I'm thinking Toy Story Mania. You're thinking of Toy Story yeah. Mania. It might be him. Yeah. That might be him. I was very excited when, uh, when I heard Dave Foley, uh, as Flick do the ant ride or the, not ants, the bugs life ride yeah. at Disneyland. And I was like, Oh man, I was walking through one day and that I, I heard his voice on that ride and I thought that's bucket list stuff. Oh yeah. Like, well, you know, my story, my Disney story, right? No. One of my early voiceover jobs. Oh, is this your freeze when you had to voice match freeze? Yes. For, for a club 33 event for <laughs> awesome. the haunted mansion. Uh, did not get paid. Did not find out to the day I was in, in the recording booth. That, that you weren't paid. getting paid. Why weren't you getting paid? Who knows? I was young. Come on, I Disney. Was just, I was so happy just to do it. And I think the somebody who would do it for like, do it as a favor. And the guy who does the voice match, Corey Burton, who was much more professional than I certainly at that time was mm-hmm. like, no, I get paid to do this. Yeah. You will pay me and then I will do it for you. Yeah. I have a buddy. I don't want to put him on blast because they're uh, both kids, but, uh, mm-hmm. his daughter, uh, his two daughters, they are both actors and like they've done commercials since they were really little. But you know, when you're in the comedy world, uh, he'll have buddies that are always coming up to me and like, Hey man, I know your daughters are actors. I need kids for this short that I'm filming or I'm yeah. shooting this sketch. And his response is always the same. Sure. They in SAG. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good stage. Dad. Yeah. Right. That's, That's a great, great stage. Dad. I love it. Yeah. Uh, this topic, yes. however, was suggested by no voice matches. What? Uh, it was suggested by Kids Dr. Dave. Yes. That is a Twitter handle. Hi, Kids Dr. Dave. And I assume he's, uh, like a, a pediatrician. I assume he is two kids stacked on top of each other wearing a lab coat. Trying to get into medical school. Literally kids who are a doctor. I were here to learn medicine. Yeah. And why are you so wobbly? <laughs> oh, scoliosis. <laughs> Please don't point it out. You legally can't do that. Uh, Cassandra also suggested this. Oh. Which I assume is, uh, Cassandra, the Cassandra who plays Elvira. Yeah, probably, yeah. right? Big Hello, Elvira. Thank you, Elvira. Big fan. Love the giant hairdo. Yeah, and I'm a fan of the dark, of which you are the mistress. Ooh. How lovely, Mr. Of the Dark. <laughs> she, she, she's cheating on me with yeah. someone else. She's become a mistress and is of the dark, and I'm sitting at home. Why going, is Mr. a good word, but mistress is a bad word? It shouldn't be. Yeah. But it's, it, what does it elicit? The connotations. Yeah. Did I tell you what my friend said, uh, about the word actress? Have we talked about this? No. She's an actor and she said she hates the word actress. Mm-hmm. I said, why? And she said, let me ask you this. When was the last time you got sick and went to a doctress? Yep. I was like, that is a great point. 
So I just say actor for everybody now. Yeah, me too. I, I eliminate. Don't the Oscars my... do that now? Or one of the awards they no, do they... female actor in a leading role or not the Oscars. They still do actor and actress yeah. as far as I know. Maybe it's the Golden Globes. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the Golden Globes or are we? Well, because we're talking about Tom Hanks today. Yes. He's um, one of them all. He's, he is, he is an all time great. He is America's dad. Yes. He is a much beloved actor. I can't think of anyone who I know who doesn't like Tom Hanks. No, and he's also another guy who his career has had seasons. Yeah. Like he, which is uh, fun that we can kind of dig into those. Yeah. And and th- this is an interesting topic uh, because there may be a movie in which he appears that he he might not be the lead but he's still an important character that may mm-hmm. be the best movie. I assume we're looking for the best movie in which he appears. That's, Are we looking at the best movie that he carries? That's a question that uh that I think is quite important because one of the movies that he appears in is mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite movies and has already won an episode of this show once. The Man with One Red Shoe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> From when we did movies about shoes. Yeah, the best shoe movie. Yeah. Uh, which wait, what movie are you talking about? A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. That's true. But that that's not his movie. movie. That's. I mean, he's a, a huge Gina part Davis. of it. It's a Gina Davis, Lori really, Petty. Really, it's a Penny Marshall movie. Like, yeah, it's like about the it's a... about the team. The movie's about the team. Yeah, and it's really like her. Everybody who's in it is great, and is yeah. an accomplishment for all of them. But it's it just Penny like... Marshall and her love of sports. That's exactly. the star of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do you want to make it because there's, yeah, he's in a lot of great movies. I would argue that one of the greatest animated movies of all time he is in, uh, one of definitely the greatest animated franchises of all time. You're talking about Polar Express? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, Polar Express three was the best one. Still expressing. Yeah. Still expressing. It's really, really good. Um, no, but Toy Story three, I think is, I still think Toy Story three is the, absolute superior movie but toy story one is the one that started it all and yes. that's a so these are the kind of things like do we count his ensemble work it would be impossible to talk about the best tom hanks movies and not include those because right. his performance and his character is also integral to those films like here's not exactly the same kind of movie at all but saving private ryan i was just gonna say saving private ryan it's yeah. a it's a war movie so it's obviously going to be an ensemble yes you know the story of his monologue or his uh, death scene in that? Spoiler no. alert. Uh, the story of his death <laughs> scene at the end of Saving Private Ryan. They had written him a giant uh, monologue mm-hmm. that he does while he's sitting there um, dying. And Tom Hanks said to Steven Spielberg, this guy wouldn't do this. He would not have – he's not the type of guy that's going to have a big monologue here. So they changed it and that's when he just says, earn this. Um and that to me is, I think, who Tom Hanks is, is, hey, do you want your big World War II picture Oscar death scene monologue? And he's like, no, nah, this guy wouldn't do that. Let's just make the movie and be truthful. Yeah. Which I think is really remarkable. It's it's always nice to have a a performer who's willing to serve the piece at at the sacrifice of something that would make them stand out more. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, I think most people want what's best for the piece because that's best for the performer as well. But it's also hard if you have a really well-written speech to go, oh, right, this doesn't seem right. But also at this time, he was already giant mega superstar Tom Hanks. Yes. And I feel like the higher up in Hollywood you get, the less interested in stage time you are. And you're just more interested in stories. You think if he was coming like right off of Joe versus the volcano, right. If he was, he would have been like, yes, give me that Oscar monologue. Could this be longer? Yeah. Right. (laughs) 
He just shoot him somewhere that doesn't take a, a quick death. <laughs> yeah, he's just shot in the legs a lot. Oh my god! So how do you want to divide this up? I want to go in the seasons of Tom Hanks. I like that. I want so, to start with uh, the post bosom buddies. This is when he's hilarious, be, yes. uh, comedic leading man. I would say going up to. Let's cut this off right before Philadelphia. Which is 1993. Yes. So we're going 83. I'd say we'd start probably his biggest movie would be 1984's Bachelor Party. That would be the start of that run. Mm -hmm. That ends probably – oh, jeez. Well, Sleepless in Seattle is in 93. So then we move to like – he's the romantic leading man and and a serious actor. Right. That's going to be where that starts. Right. Um, So let's talk about some big movies in this era. Starting with Bachelor Party, which was his – that was Hollywood's attempt to make him the next Bill Murray. I, I, you know what? Bachelor Party is not one that I've ever seen. I'd it's, like to see it. It's, does it age well? No, no, no. No 80s movie called no. Bachelor Party yeah. is going to age well. Look, it's made to be raunchy. They give a horse cocaine and pills. <laughs> uh, it's all, and then they get, and then they, they take the entire Pony Express in 45 minutes. Yes. Uh, but he's very, uh, He's very charming and very funny in it. He's mm-hmm. the one guy who refuses to cheat on his wife, his uh, his coming uh, his bride to be, who's played by Tony Katane, uh-huh. and uh, who famous for <laughs> being on uh, the hood of a car in a white snake video. Yeah, that's right. right. That or was is, it a Twisted Sister video? No, it was White Snake. White Snake. Uh, absolutely, uh, good movie. Certainly not the best of this of this era. He would do a better movie. That same year, which was Splash. Oh, when we when you said this is the topic uh, that I you wanted to do today, yeah. I my first thought was okay, so Splash, yeah. Splash invented naming your daughter Madison. <laughs> it did. That's how amazing. Like, there's a whole plot point in that movie. Like, you can just name a person Madison. Yeah, and then I knew like three Madisons, and it made it okay to bite into a raw lobster claw. I mean that shell and all. That lobster scene is great. There's so many great Daryl Hannah moments in that movie. Yeah. When she, someone asks her what her real name is and she says it and blows out all the TVs in the electronics store. Yeah. Uh, the fountain in the middle of the apartment. It's so um, great. And he is great in it. And I mean, just Eugene Levy and John, John Candy. Candy in it. John Candy when they're playing racquetball. Uh, <laughs> that scene is just hilarious to me. Yeah. John Candy as his mouthy best friend. This was, I think, the first indicate indicator we got that he could do comedy, mm-hmm. but also be a sort of a viable romantic lead in a film. Right. Like we bought it. Some, some sometimes people come across like too silly or something, and you want to buy the. You have to be able to ground something like that. It is a literal fish out of water story. Yeah. Ha ha ha. And he does. That's one thing that he does really well. But yeah. does that does that become? detrimental to the idea of this being the best Tom Hanks movie because he is uh the grounded realistic center in a what is essentially a great ensemble movie. It, uh I don't think I, I don't even think that factors in. I, I if if I thought this was the best movie he made in this era, mm-hmm. then I would be okay with pulling it out as you a finalist. I don't think this is the best movie he made no. in this era. I bet I know what you think it is. I bet you do. And I think it's the one that I have seen one million times. Yeah. It's 1988's big. big. 90? Was it 90? 88. 88, yeah. 1988's big. Yeah. I mean, I was born in 1979. So in 88, I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And the idea that... I could make a wish, turn into a grown-up, yeah. 
and then go get an apartment that I could just keep empty and put bunk beds and skateboards <laughs> and a Coke machine. Like that movie is every kid's fantasy of what, ha- what being an adult should be. Yeah. This was his first best actor nomination. And he does. I didn't know he got nominated for this for a comedy. That's great. And he was so good at playing a child earnestly that it like it. It sort of gets lost in the gimmick of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he goes and works at a toy company. Um, Elizabeth falls in love with Elizabeth Perkins, and right. how that sort of progresses. The theater school zone. Shout yes, out. There you go. Uh, becomes an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of doesn't want to go back at some point, but realizes he has to. That that whole thing that that evolution is great, but he but he again he's really good at grounding things. Yeah, even even when he's being wacky, it you it becomes more believable for him having been in it. Even when he does accents that maybe maybe are outside of his comfort zone, which we'll talk about later in a later mm-hmm. season. But I mean, this movie is it's pretty perfect. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's doing big. Uh, this is the, the perfect example, I think, of him doing big outlandish things in a movie that are so you believe everything he does comes from his character and his point of view and that character's motivations. There's not an untruthful moment in that movie, even though he is an adult playing a kid. Yes. Even down to uh, the, when he gets paid for the first time at his job mm-hmm. and he and his best friend go get like pizza and soda. Yeah. And whipped cream and silly string. All the stuff that you would do when you were a kid. Yeah. I don't know why there was a moment that I just love in that movie that is a perfect example of this, I think. It's when Elizabeth Perkins comes over and uh, they have their first romantic moment. And she takes her shirt off and she's just standing there in a bra. And she turns the light switch off. And Tom Hanks says, Josh Baskin just staring at her bra flips the light switch back on with perfect comedic timing. It's it's such a dumb, funny moment, but completely truthful. Yeah. That's what you would do if you were a 13 year old in that situation. Absolutely. Why turn the lights off? It's so silly to me. (laughs) Are there, are there any other movies from this era that you want to talk about? What other movies did Tom Hanks make around this time? The money pit. I love money pit. I, for some reason, never, I didn't get into it when I saw it. I saw it at like a drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. Were you uh, a kid when you saw it? I or? was a kid. I yeah. was nine years old uh, when it came out. It's, I think it's so funny. It's got a lot of great stuff in it. That scene where there's a hole in the floor with a rug over it. Yes. And he steps on the hole, falls through the hole, but the rug just traps him there for a full day. Yeah. Is... Oh, it's Tom Hanks at his silly, insane best. <laughs> it is it, it is very funny. Yeah. The Burbs he made during this time. Oh, The Burbs is another great one. He had these weird, like... The Burbs was a weird, dark, like... Who directed that? It feels very... I'm not sure who Like halfway to Tim Burton. Yeah, it is like a very odd, dark... He was making all these weird choices. Uh, Joel versus the Volcano is another one. That's his first pairing with Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. where she plays, I think, three different women. Or plays her own sister. At least she uh, that's another one that two, I never saw. Joe two siblings. The yeah, he he's told that he has a brain cloud, so they send him <laughs> to be this company. That's that, a thing. Yeah, this company that wants control of like a tropical island sends him to sacrifice himself by gotcha. convincing him that he's sick. And I think Abe Vigoda is the uh, is the leader of the oh. tribe of this island, and they're 
They've been raised. Abe Vigoda like, as the leader of a tribe. I'm pretty sure. That's some casting. It's very bizarre and not like it's kind of like cult cute. Yeah. But nobody's holding it up as his best movie. Yeah. It's not. It's also how old would Abe Vigoda have been? At that he point, was a hundred in The Godfather. Yeah. 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 At this point, he was 150 years old. <laughs> right. He, he's, he, yeah. just like he took dog. a break from introducing segments on Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and came out and did Joe versus the volcano. Wasn't it cool when he stood in in uh, Last Crusade for what happens after <laughs> for Julian Glover yeah, at the end? At the very end, I was thinking about this the other day. Julian Glover has had two of the most vicious deaths on screen. There's there's uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones when he drank from the wrong chalice and aged fifty years and then kept going immediately. Yeah. Uh, the other is uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, you don't watch Game? I don't of watch Thrones. Game. Let me guess. A sword killed him. Um. No, but a uh, hundred tiny knives in the hands of children. Oh, yeah, he was killed by an army of children with knives. Oh, sure, yeah, that's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> oh, sorry if anybody is uh, working their way just now through season. Two. I assume it's like season two. No, it was uh, it was season six, I think. Okay, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Should have statute been of limitations. So from from this season. Hmm. I think the the one you take is big. It has to be big. I mean, big is going to be a contender. Although League of Their Own is 1992, it is also in this era. The question is, why don't we? T- why don't we make? You want to well, take a couple from each well, one? Well, not even a couple from each one. Why don't we end this era? Because this feels like the end of the wacky young. So you want to pick up in 92? I want to pick up 92 ish. Okay. With, uh, because that's a league of their own. That's sleepless in Seattle. Uh, that begins that era when he's a little older. He's not always, he's not so baby faced. Okay. What, what do you say we make this next era, 1992, uh, to right through Philadelphia? No, that, cause that would be 93. Yeah. I think we go up to right before, uh, 1998. Which Saving is Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Sure. So this is where we get, like, Tom Hanks becomes the greatest household actor in name. the world. Household name. These are his huge, huge – Big made him – was it Big that made him the world's mo- like most sought-out actor that he has never slowed down from? I think it elevated him. I don't think that was the one. I think Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia once yeah. he won an Oscar and then when he won another one the following year, I mean, he went back-to-back. Back. Yeah. And and almost almost had. What a did he win the following year for? Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump. Um, and then almost won for Apollo uh, Apollo thirteen. So you know, what? three years in a row where he was nominated. You know, it just dawned on me. What's Hal? <laughs> did you only do this episode <laughs> because potentially it could happen, so that we would have yet another episode where the winner was Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> It would be a nice perk. <laughs> sure. I don't think that is the winner. Like, if we, if we're going to do an episode called Best Pretzel Shape and get all, <laughs> pardon the pun, twisted up about it. I thought you were going to say bent out of shape. Oh, jeez. We were bent out of shape we in did. that one because pretzel shape is the correct answer, Hal. Mm-hmm. Pretzel rods. That's the uh, answer. Uh, this is the period you get, you get a league of their own. Yeah. You get sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You get, uh, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump. Apollo 13. Those are the, the that biggest is a, hitters, I think, of this era. Yeah, it's going to be say. hard. It's going to be hard to find just one from this era. Wh- which of those really like, speaks to you? Do you have a, a favorite? Cause you do get a good range. You get him as a, as a romantic leading man. Mm-hmm. You get him as a, as a really strong dramatic actor. 
Forrest Gump is this odd, like, comedy, but also drama. Mm-hmm. And then, and then his, maybe his greatest passion, which is space, which is space in mm-hmm. Apollo 13, you get like a, re- that's like a really strong range and a wide variety of roles right there. Plus, uh, League of Their Own. Yeah. Wh- wh- which of those? I feel like, I'm going to eliminate a couple, if that's okay, just because – and I think he's wonderful in all of these. He's always truthful and Mm -hmm. grounded, but I like ones where he's got to put a little more stank on it. Sure. You know what I mean? Of course. And I think he is – his as Jim Lovell, he is great. Yes. But that movie is not about Tom Hanks' acting. Okay. That movie is about – the camaraderie of the Apollo astronauts yes. and the story, the historical story of Apollo 11. He is a great leading man doing a great job as a leading man in a movie. Right. Um, I know this one gets maligned a lot now because everybody thinks that Pulp Fiction was robbed, but I have always, I was as a kid profoundly moved by Forrest Gump. Sure. And I've always been a big fan of that movie. Right. But again, people now are like, Forrest Gump, screw that movie. Pulp Fiction should have won. I'm like, okay. But also, it is an, it is a really well executed and epic performance by him. Yeah. They're very different movies too. Yes. Very, very different. One is just, Sweet and earnest and, you know, by 2019 standards, I suppose problematic in certain ways. Yeah. From portraying someone with disability to, uh, a little bit of, uh, history whitewashing, but just a little, just a little. For me, it was a profoundly, uh, moving movie. That character and that role and what he embodied and his point of view of just a good person being a good person. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, However, also in this era, wait, let me go back one second. Cause a lot of this dramatic stuff, there's a movie that there's no way would have won in that early. Did season. we miss one? There were two. One's Turner and Hooch, which is him with a no, dog. No, Turner and Hooch is fun. It's a fun one. And then there's Dragnet, which is Turner and Hooch, but with Dan Aykroyd instead of a dog. That's right. Uh, but there's a movie that came out in 1988 called Punchline, mm-hmm. uh, which is him. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. It's him and Sally Field. Sally Field is a, is a New Jersey housewife who aspires to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. So at night, John Goodman is her husband, and he's kind of disapproving of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you should be here with the family. You know, I need you here. But she'll go out at night after everything's done and go up in the clubs and bomb. Uh, Tom Hanks is this volatile but sort of rising star in comedy, and they form a relationship, and he's fallen in love with her, but she Mm -hmm. won't be with him because she ultimately loves her husband. I actually enjoy the movie a lot. I know it's not – it's one of those movies that may not be the most popular, but I love it. And his performance in it is fantastic because he has, uh, he is a medical school dropout who's decided to, to pursue comedy instead. And his father and brother, whose parent, whose, whose family I'm sure approves of that. Yeah. They're all doctors they don't know. Oh, he, has a, okay. he has a showcase for HBO and his family shows up and he goes up on stage. HBO is like the straight up HBO. Do they name yeah, it something else? Because to be on HBO at the time was such a huge deal. It's right. like, this is, this is a showcase. Whoever wins is going to get their own special, um, whoever they choose. Like, they're here to scout and find the next person. And he sees his family and then has, a like, a breakdown on stage where he completely ditches his act and starts talking about his family. And, like, he's talking about dissecting a frog. And he starts crying because it was so traumatic for him. 
and he's realizing like mm. that it let his family down and you see all this pressure on him and that was like a to me an early indicator of how good just how You're like oh this guy this guy from these comedies is actually a great actor yeah and i was obsessed i wanted to be a stand up more than anything at the time yeah. so so that movie has a special place in in my heart but it's also a fantastic performance by him so that's one worth if you want to see like not even a glimmer but just Sort of an early a very good performance of what he would become yeah. later on. Uh, but Toy Story is also in this. I mean, Toy Story is, yeah, there's the a original there's Toy Story. Those two original ensemble movies that I was talking about before. Yeah. Uh, a League of Their Own and Toy Story mm-hmm. are both in this. But that said, if we're picking the best Tom Hanks movie, his two Oscar winning performances are in this era. Yeah. And I think they're both absolutely worthy Oscar performances. Absolutely. I think, I think that he's, yeah, he's wonderful in Ollie Sleepless in Seattle. He's great in. Yeah. But again, he's, I like the ones that are where there's a little more, uh, to the character than leading man. I think he is, he is the world's most, uh, passable leading man, but he's, I think he's too good an actor for us to give him, uh, the victor, for his victory movie in this to be one that he was, uh, simply a leading man. In. Sure. So you think it comes down to Philadelphia? I think it comes down to Philadelphia or Forrest Gump. Do you think Philadelphia, I think, is a more important film? Absolutely. Just culturally? Yeah. D- is that enough to make it the winner? Are we, are we in a, have we painted ourselves into a corner with these, uh, where it's like, listen, the two choices yeah. are Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, which could not be more different than one another. Right. Yes, they both tackle, uh, AIDS. Right. But Philadelphia is taking it heads on. Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump alludes to it. Right. You never hear it sort of said by name, but you Mm -hmm. assume that that's what has happened to her. Uh, Also, seems like a very important, like sort of a mainstream gay character. I did not think Philadelphia would come out of this. I feel like it's kind of hard to not take it. But as a movie, is one of the criteria of a best movie something you would watch over and over again? Because that is very hard to watch. That's a hard movie to watch twice. Like, I could say Schindler's List is the greatest movie ever, but it's very hard. I think I've seen yeah. it three times in my life, mm-hmm. and it's it's difficult every time. It feels like something I need to do. Why don't, it's so painful. Why don't we do this, then? Yeah. Why don't we consider this the front nine uh-huh. of this particular Tom Hanks golf course? We'll say what comes out of this is Big, Forrest Gump, and Philadelphia. We'll take a break. We'll check out the back nine, and then we'll find our answer. I love it. Great. Let's take a break. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on well alexis we got big news Uh uh-oh season one done it's over season two Coming at you hot three years after <laughs> three right season three one. Now. Technically right. almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash yes. It podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. <laughs> and then at season two, we come at you with new hot co-hosts. 
named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> and we also have uh, field trip, dog tech, yeah, dog news, dog news, celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. We'll not let them talk about their resume. Nope, only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog, now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. Okay. All right, we're back. Now, what do you, I love that you have all of these, these phases of Tom Hanks. Just, by the way, I am looking at a screen and Hal is not. <laughs> like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Well, that, I've, I've reverted to a screen. I appreciate you saying that yeah. now. But yeah, early on, I was trying to think of it. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I gave us a cutoff and then we start up again with Saving Private Ryan, which obviously. In 1998. Which feels like a, a shift for him into like maybe grittier or more. Grown up. Mature roles. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, obviously great roles role. where he doesn't shave. Yes. A lot of shit. Well, Castaway right. is in this. Is in That's this exactly what I'm thinking. Saving Private Ryan, Castaway. Yeah. He tries to shave in the terminal. Yeah. In the airport. Yes. Uh, that's a fun guy. It's not going to win, but shout out to the terminal for him. <laughs> like, yes. What a weird, silly, fun movie. And has, as someone who, uh, spent 24 hours in an airport, he was not allowed to leave in Moscow. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what this movie implies. Yeah. The geopolitics of this movie are, you know what it feels like? It feels like a play. It does feel like a play. It feels like a play because it's, here's a premise. Here's what a normal human would do if faced with this situation. Does it also feel like a sitcom episode in a way? A little, yeah. Because there's another movie that is in the back. If the back nine covers everything. The back nine covers, basically the back nine is the last 20 years. Great. So Larry Crown. Mm -hmm. Is not a, is not a movie either of us thought would, would appear here maybe. Still don't. Uh, <laughs> here it is though. It is like a sitcom episode. Mm-hmm. I find it charming. I enjoy it. Yeah. There's no way, like I cannot defend it and say, oh, this is up there with like catch me if you can. Yeah. No, They're that's... definitely the same quality of movie, but he does do these films once in a while that have that feeling of like, this is like a sitcom episode. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, there's no way it's going to win. Yeah. There's no way. The Lady Killers, which is another facial hair movie. Uh, I love that they're now called the facial hair movies. People hate The Lady Killers. Really? They hate that I movie. don't know that movie. Some of the, it's like a very strong movie. I, I enjoyed it. I liked, it seemed mm-hmm. like everybody was having fun. I liked the cast. It is a remake of an Alec Guinness film. Is Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, it's right. It's not anybody's best work, but they're all having a good time. He's where he has the crazy facial hair and the crazy hair yeah, hair. He's like the southern gentleman. Right. With the weird teeth. Speaking of movies where he has crazy hair. Another one from the back nine that I don't think is necessarily going to win is a trio of movies oh. where he plays Robert Langdon in The Da Vinci Code, yeah. Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Look. You don't like those movies as much as I do. I'm not a huge fan of them. I like him in them. It's hard to It's not about me. him. Like, the only real acting yeah. thing that they give that character is claustrophobia. So, right. like, that's a thing that he has to play. But otherwise, it's a lot of him running around looking for clues. Yeah. Which is great fun. And, you know, my favorite thing in the whole world. You like that, sure. Um, but it's not his movie. It's the stories movie. Yes. It's the clues. It's the treasure. The star of those movies are the mysteries of the treasures. How do you feel about A Road to Perdition? Because um, that's him as, like, a killer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very different movie for him. Very different movie for him. Um, look, it's, I like, uh, I like, there's something I love about 
Hollywood royalty mm-hmm. getting together and making a gangster picture. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it feels old timey Hollywood. You got Paul Newman in it. Yes, you do. Uh, who directed that? Was it Ron Howard? No. No, who directed it? Uh, it was somebody it was one of the big guns. It wasn't Frank Darabont, was it? I don't remember. I'll find out. I'm going to find out right now. It was directed by Da-da-da. Tom Hanks Info. Do-do-do. This is the segment of the show where I look stuff up. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Of American yeah. Beauty fave. This is um, a follow-up. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's not – now that we have our – now that we have our front nine – contenders yes i want to think about who can square off with them like okay. what movie can hold its own with those front nine contenders and i think right now mm-hmm. there's only one we don't have to make this back nine all one time period how did you divide up this second half of his career i mean it's uh, it's really hard once he's point. once yeah once he's I think we're off and away we're, now yeah. um but i'd say from this probably the closest contender mm-hmm. to me is castaway well toy story three well, Toy Story 3 is great, but I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be Buzz. I mean, I don't think it's going to yeah. be Woody. And I like Castaway. I oh, I thought he was like great. It. I like it a lot. It's ju- a whole movie that's just – It's a great performance. It is an ev- It is an everyman. Yeah, it's one of his everyman roles, but in the most extreme situation possible. And he gained and lost weight for it, which is no, yeah, not a prerequisite, a but in between he did – like, it's – Boy, it's good. And boy, is he good in it, it by is. himself. He doesn't have other actors. Yeah. The guy is acting opposite of volleyball. Look, it is, it is great. I, look, I would put it up there as a finalist. Mm-hmm. So right now we have big Philadelphia Forrest Gump and Castaway, Castaway and Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. I think we can, I think take, we can eliminate Toy Story 3. Really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Cause it's, it's not. I think, I think what's, I think what, as we have, as we have progressed in this conversation, I think we've realized that the, by eliminating League of Their Own, we were like, yeah, but it's not, it's Penny Marshall's movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like Toy Story is Pixar's movie. You know what I mean? Are there any movies he made with Spielberg who I know he was, uh, reluctant to work with because they were friends? Mm hmm. Then all of a sudden they make uh, Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. and Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. All, all of them are great. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, Catch Me If You the Can, Post, Bridge of Spies. Also fantastic. The Post. Bridge of Spies. That's that's a fun era to think about. Like, yeah, do you want to pull one Spielberg. from the Spielberg era? See, here's the thing. My favorite of those. I love mm-hmm. Sa- Saving Private Ryan is another movie that is as close to perfect as possible. Like mm-hmm. his World War II stuff outside of 1941. Yeah. Is uh, – is pretty untouchable. Like he obviously it's something he cares about. The details are there. It it brings you in. I mean that the the fact that when Saving Private Ryan came out, they had to have counseling for vets who saw it mm-hmm. because that entire beginning yeah. half hour. That was the first movie I ever saw that used that fast motion where it looks yeah. like it's fast motion. The yeah the, the high beginning. speed camera yeah. And, Crazy, and the sound is the Ben Burtt's doubt sound design. The was sound so design good. is so you really yeah. feel like you're getting you get a sense of just how terrible it was. Obviously, it's no, nothing near actually having been there. Mm-hmm. But uh, of these, and I don't think it's his movie. I love Catch Me If You Can. He's great in that, and that was the movie that that turned me into a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Mm-hmm. So I thought his performance was great, and it feels like it's more of his movie. And they were, but they were a per- he was a perfect antagonist yes. to DiCaprio in that movie. Just driven, 
singular minded, mm-hmm. good at his job. Yeah. But constantly thwarted and frustrated, but still respects DiCaprio's character. Ultimately, like a father, those calls that they yeah. have at Christmas where he's talking Are about just love. Like, yeah, I got a daughter <laughs> yeah. that I don't talk to. I never see her like that. And he's do- again do it. He's not from. He Boston swings for the fences. Yeah, but, but look, good- as someone who does a Boston accent on yes. television, I like your Boston uh, accent a lot. Thanks. It's hard because it's hard not to just be like generic East Coast. You I have know a question. I mean? Since we're now past, we're recording this. The third episode is out. When I'm uh, one week behind. I haven't watched three yet, but I watched two. Oh, on Blood and Treasure. Yeah, which yeah. features you. Uh, Throwing pitches out in front of the Coliseum. Yeah, sure. Throwing anything. I mean, clearly it's CGI. I, I wasn't throwing it. No, I wasn't like throwing that. anything. Oh, man, the movement on that I, ball. I, though I did a lot of training for that. I, I would uh, to like learn yeah, proper technique. Yeah. Because uh, my thought. I spent, I, I spent a few days throwing baseballs out in a park in Rome with Katie had come out and was my pitching coach. Yeah. But also Ross Stripling from the LA Dodgers, oh. uh, was my, was another pitching coach I had for that. And I was ready because we were going to use real balls. I was yeah. ready. I was like, all right, let's do this. And I was, I was warming up over on the side and the director, Boyum, was like, Hey, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to use real balls for this because, uh, you're throwing at the camera. I was like, man, I've been busting my butt. Uh, learning but you got the throw. form. I got the form pretty well. When like, you walked up with sports equipment in my man, it was like, oh boy. <laughs> I hope, I hope somebody helped him a little bit. It's funny. Yeah. A whole season of television and two shots. Two shots are the ones I was most terrified of, but they're gr- That was great. Yeah. It was fun. It was really well done. I was like, oh, he can throw. Yeah. How about it? Turns out. Anyway, let's get back to Tom Hanks. You should fix your arm slot. You're going to get better. You're going to get better movement All on the ball. Right. I wrote you with pitching tips. I know. So did my brother. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I want to give a shout out now to another animated movie that if we are going to go with animated movies, mm-hmm. I don't think it's superior to any of the Toy Story movies, but as a Tom Hanks movie. Okay. I think it is his best animated work, hands down, Okay, is The Polar Express. Mm. Because I love that movie. I know it's, you know, it's hit or miss. Like, people love it or hate it. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's it's the, to quote Mitch Hedberg, people love it or hate it or think it's okay. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but it, to me, I just really like that movie a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm a big Christmas nut. But, um, also Tom Hanks plays virtually every adult in that movie. Right. He plays the conductor of the train. He plays the hobo on the roof riding the rails. He plays Santa Claus at the end. He plays the kid's father. It's, right. And he motion captures the whole thing. Sure. That, I think, is his best animated work. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think I would say that over any of the Toy Story movies. As far as we're talking, if we're talking about best Tom Hanks, and that gets back to, is it the performance or the movie? Oh, boy. Toy Story is a better movie than Polar Express, inarguably. Yeah. But Tom Hanks is better in Polar Express, I think. I feel, uh, I got two more that okay. I, that I'd like to discuss. Okay. Uh, one. I'd love that you giggled at the beginning of that, so I don't know what I this just is. Realized, be. Well, okay. <laughs> one of them is Sully. I never saw Sully. They're both him playing other people who, who exist. Aren't they all him playing? Oh, who exists? Who exists. He's playing actual, uh, once living or living human beings. Yeah. Sully is a good performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's just weird that he, like, he's playing Sully. Like, he has, 
It's weird to think about a historical movie that yeah. takes place just a couple of years ago from a news story that we all remember. Yeah. And, and we all saw Sully on television a bunch. And Autumn's on the plane. And Autumn's on the plane. That's She's right. In the trailer and everything. I love it. I was like, is Autumn the star of this movie? <laughs> I want to know about her character. Like, that's if I friends yeah. in the movie, I only want to know about their character. Yep. And that's what the movie's about. The other is a movie that I, that I don't think was as big a hit. I think it did well. But I really liked the his performance, which was as Walt Disney in Saving Mr. Banks. Oh yeah, I never saw Saving Mr. Banks either. I'm I feel like this episode this is something that's a hole in your yeah. It's, it like checks a lot of it boxes. Does check a lot of boxes. Yeah. I mean, I, something makes me feel like if the Mr. Rogers movie was out right now, that that would be a finalist. Oh, because he's playing man. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I. Uh, but too bad. Like the two. The two people that America loves yeah. the most. His Walt Disney was great though. Mm-hmm. And he's playing opposite Emma Thompson. It's like a, it's a real like two-hander between the two of them where she's PL mm-hmm. Travers and does not want him to make, uh, Mary Poppins. Um, you have BJ Novak and Jason Schwartzman as the Sherman as brothers. As the Sherman brothers. Yeah. It's just a great sort of all around, like a really fun, fun movie and a good performance by him is it the best no no but he's but it's one worth mentioning yeah i should i should see that yeah i mean it's sort of like you've got mail like mm-hmm. hey it's the shop around the corner she loves me yeah in the, in the digital age of 1998 where they're like they're on aol instant messenger nobody knew who anybody was back then <laughs> were you on aim were you on there i was m gaglia 105 i was like orange dude something because i went to syracuse oh my god and then i would go into the fortune telling room like the tower room and give mm-hmm. people fake readings Oh, nice. <laughs> that I thought was like, I was like, this is the best Andy Kaufman stunt. I'm using oh. the internet. I'm like a pioneering comedian. I, you know what I used to do? You're a pioneer. <laughs> cyber sex. Is that what you used to do? Cyber sex. That's what I used to, to do. Anyone want a cyber? Did, so when comedians started doing pranks online, were you like, did it? Yeah, I was like, oh, I've been there. Please. Um, no, I was a real dork and I used to go to message boards about Walt Disney World. Specifically, oh. I was introduced to message boards right before a family trip to Disney World. Oh, wow. So I was like, cause before there was, you know, ubiquitous internet, it was just like, oh, I'm going to talk to some people who like, there's a community of people who like this thing as much as I do. Yeah. So I found them like, it was the most like, tame version of being on the internet it was pure nobody was in there going age sex location yeah exactly <laughs> they were just like i like the teacups yeah. the most asl american sign language <laughs> how do you even do sign language with a computer and why just type <laughs> it's ascii that's how you do it you yeah s- it only takes 90 minutes to do each hand oh my god <laughs> all right so what's coming out of this late do we have anything else that is joining forrest gump uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia and big. And I, I would say castaway. I would accept castaway. Yeah. It feels weird not to have a toy story film up there, but I get it. Cause we're not taking ensemble work. Yeah. And like, he's done some amazing ensemble work. Uh, the green mile is an amazing ensemble movie. Yeah. I'd call bridge of spies an ensemble movie just because I love Mark Rylance so much. He's so good. He's yeah. great in Dunkirk. He's so good in everything. Good he's Lord. one of those guys that had just been on Broadway forever. Like, yeah. Every all movie audiences were like, "Who is this newcomer?" And Broadway audiences were like, "It's about dang time <laughs> that this guy got his due." He was the BFG. Uh, yeah, I think we. How can we do this without putting Cloud Atlas into the finals? <laughs> I never saw Cloud Atlas, but <laughs> you don't. You're fine. Yeah, it's okay. You don't. You don't have. He to. plays a bunch of different characters in that, right? Yeah, through time. Sure. All right. 
Sure. Oh, you know what? I do have one more. Okay. That I th- I think is worth talking about that I think is really, really good. Again, I don't think as many people saw this. It wasn't a huge hit. Mm-hmm. But you have Tom Hanks, Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> Julia Roberts. Can I stop you right there? Yes. My mom – I don't know if he's still alive. My mom knows Charlie Wilson. Really? Yeah. Weird, right? That's really like the weird. We, the actual Charlie Wilson. That's so bizarre. Isn't that strange? But what a what a really good what movie. an insane story. And again, it's like he he's, he's playing it. That was one of the ones he's playing. A re- Is that the other one you were going to say where he's playing a real person? No, no. The other one was was Walt Disney. Oh, but Walt Disney. Right. Like you sort of fr- look. It's hard to do something like this because he's had he's done so many movies that mm-hmm. people connect with him one level or another. I don't know if this one really qualifies because it has. Once it gets to the end, it feels kind of rushed, but an Aaron, him working with Aaron Sorkin, that's such a great pairing. Yeah. It's another guy who, like, boy, he delivers that dialogue well. Mm-hmm. The entire scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman is meeting with him for the first time, but also there's been an investigation into the party he went to because it was mm-hmm. cocaine. So he keeps having Philip Seymour Hoffman leave the room and Amy Adams and his all female right. staff come in who – who the first time you see them, it seems like he just has like eye candy. Then they all come in, are super professional. Mm-hmm. They're handling everything. That's such a great Sorkin-esque scene. Oh yeah. That movie's super Sorkin-y and fun. Yeah. And the dialogue does pop. And it's nice to have Tom Hanks. It's like Sorkin's one of my favorite writers. Sure. I love his plays. I love his movies. I love his TV shows. Yeah. I know he's a nightmare from, <laughs> from a few accounts <laughs> I've heard, but boy, is he talented. Yeah. Um, so to have one of America's great screenwriters slash playwrights and America's most beloved actor, like that's just a lovely combo. Yeah, for sure. But not, not a, but not uh, big Forrest Gump. So, so we got big Forrest Gump castaway and Philadelphia. Yep. Do you want to go old school and eliminate them one by one? Yeah. We haven't Maybe done we that in a long time. Should we take two from his? How do we only have one movie from his front nine? We don't. You mean his back, back nine? nine? Isn't that weird? Well, yeah. I'm not saying we have to take more, but no, he did. He, he he sort of he's eased into being an ensemble an player? ensemble guy, okay. a supporting player okay. in a lot of things. Okay. Um, and also, like you look at the zenith of the zenith of Tom Hanks was ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, like that era. Yeah, that's when he was absolutely at his Oscar winning top of the game. Sure. Um, okay. So much so that his Oscar speech led to another movie. How many people can say that? Yeah. The speech they made at the Oscars got turned into a screenplay and made into another film. In and out? Yeah. Do we need to talk about the Green Mile at all? Ensemble picture. He can't pee pee in that. Remember? It hurts when he pee pees. <laughs> and that's a real pain a lot of us have had. Yeah. No, I get it. And it feels real when he does it. Yeah. So if we do a, be- a movie with, did you hug a koala? Is that what, is that why how? Yeah. You hugged a koala and now it hurts when you pee. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know what it is? The zookeeper's like, kiss him on the lips. And I <laughs> thought it would be fun. Sure. And I did. Yeah. For like a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Small, <laughs> small kisses. Sure. Gentle pecks. Gentle kisses. Like we just look at each other and go, Hey. Oh God. And then, uh, next thing you know, hurt when I peed. Oh God. Thanks, Australia. Really? <laughs> really? All right, eliminate one. Or wait, do you want me? Who do you want? Whoever, so one of us is going to get we two eliminations. We have four, so one of us is going to get two eliminations. We've splat a big. We have big Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, and Castaway. Do you think, unless there are any more you want to put into the mix? I'll eliminate one of those. I'm going to eliminate Forrest Gump. 
Wow. Surprising. Yeah. You don't like Forrest Gump? No, I love it. I love it. I think these other three overall mm-hmm. are stronger as movies. Mm-hmm. I, they're, I just, there's something about it. They each feel like a little bit, either a little more personal or a little heavier or mm-hmm. a greater feat of performance. So just by the criteria we're sort of coming up with on the fly, I think this is a good final three that is very – all the films are very different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you're going to eliminate. No, you don't. I do too. You don't know what I'm going to eliminate, but I hope you eliminate it next because I think you and I both know what the real winner should be. Mm. Even though I'm going to eliminate Castaway. Oh, wow. Because – I think that the final two contenders should be Philadelphia and Big. Oh, Lord. Personally, I think the winner should be Big. Philadelphia is amazing and important and tells a huge, important story. But to do what he did in Big and to get Oscar nominated for what is essentially a kid's movie because oh. he's so good in it. And I know you just want to say Philadelphia, like you want to give Philadelphia any victory that it can have. No, but this, I, um, but I, so I'm eliminating Castaway. And again, these are, these are like, we are talking about the, some of the greatest performances in, in some of the greatest movies of all time that he did. I think that I, I'm eliminating Castaway. I think he was wonderful in it. He was acting opposite mm-hmm. of volleyball. Yep. But I think the two finalists should be Big and Philadelphia. Do I have to do this? I'm sweating. You have to do this, Hal. Here's, here's why. You don't know. You know what? You don't have to do it because we can discuss it. It's Philadelphia is an amazing, important movie. I I don't want to, I don't want to, the fact that it's called Philadelphia is, is, is meaningless in this context. Sure. The, but the fact that it is one of the first portrayals of a gay man and opened a lot of eyes to AIDS. Yeah, uh, sort of brought it like, with the world's biggest and star. And, and then his Oscar acceptance speech, even like just it, it shined such a spotlight on something that was so important. Is it fair? But I can't watch it over and over and over again. Like I can't big. Here's the other thing. I, like, By the I, way, I said you were going to be eliminating it and I'm like, let's just talk about it. No, no, I'm glad we're talking about it. Cause what goes through my head is why would you have Tom Hanks play that role instead of having uh, a gay person? A, a, uh, yeah. Why not have somebody who's gay play that role? And now, look, that's that's a question we should have been asking all along yeah. since the inception of film, performance, everything. Mm-hmm. It feels unfair to look at a 1992 film and in that way hold it up to a 2019 standard. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give it points. Yeah, I don't. For, I don't see. I. I you don't. can't take away points. But that's like the thing that went to my head immediately is like you could eliminate it because like I'm looking for reasons to here eliminate. It. I just want to throw out a quick thought, and this is, I guess, more of an important question than we are used to dealing with. Right. But it doesn't necessarily bother me when a straight person plays a gay character. It doesn't bother me when. A gay person plays a straight character. I guess that's coming up in theater. I've seen so many people of so many sexual orientations play all of these characters. I think it's important that the stories get told. And I think that it's important that gay actors have a shot. Uh, but like 
I guess it's different than other, it's different than to me than other representation because as I, as I've read it before, one of the things that triggered this and, and sparked this conversation in my brain was reading a, a, a black actor who had written like, I can't play not black. Right. You know what I mean? I think that representation is important and I think representation both in casting and in stories are important. I think gay people should get jobs acting in whatever they can play. I think straight people should get jobs acting in whatever they can play. And I think it's important that both gay and straight stories get told. So in that regard, I would prefer a gay actor to play a gay character um, because, you know, maybe just for the truth of the moments, but, but you don't I don't think that, I don't, out, out I don't, right. I don't throw it out outright that Tom Hanks was straight playing a gay character. That's again, especially for the time in which it was made. I would right. agree with you. Part of the struggle now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize I'm a straight white dude. Saying yeah. Yeah. This, that's, the, that's the tough part is like, yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily bother me. I'm, and I'm, I don't, I am not like, I'm not one of these all lives matter. I'm right. just, I, you know what it is. It doesn't bother me personally mm-hmm. either. Like it's, but, it's also not – I'm too – I'm far away from it. Right. And in, I'm sure you would agree in wanting to be supportive and a good ally mm-hmm. to, to people who identify however they identify mm-hmm. that – who maybe get way fewer opportunities than they should anyway. Mm-hmm. That when something comes up that is literally them and they are not cast or at least given consideration for that role, that that is wrong. Now we're talking right. about I, that. I a hundred percent, I hundred percent agree so, with that. So, but, but to apply that to, but, but as far as 30 years ago is, is like, that's right. not enough to eliminate it. Right. You know me well enough to know that. Of course. You know what I'm saying. That's why I want to make sure that it's clear for everybody listening. I think it's pretty right. clear where our feelings stand and, yeah. and our quest to be better people and mm-hmm. good allies and, and all of that. That said, I think the point you make that is good is. I, we even talked about this before. Like Schindler's List is a great movie that it's hard to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. If we're doing best movie, that that is part of it is the overall quality of the movie, right? But I think for you and I and for the sort of what this show is, we're talking about movies that we can watch over and over again. Yeah. And I think that Big fits that bill. So, Hal, can you just – Getting off of the getting off of the more serious you want me topic to say that Philadelphia we got is under. eliminated. Yes. <laughs> mm. Philadelphia is eliminated. I'm sorry, louder. I didn't hear it. Philadelphia is eliminated. Okay. The winner is big. Aston answered. The great Tom Hanks enjoys entire filmography. How uh, you forgot something? People of the world. There you go. Enjoys it. Sorry, I'm so rattled. <laughs> I'm rattled five ways from Sunday right now. Uh, yeah, I, it, this guy's had, had a heck of a career. Yeah. Like, kudos to you, pal. The choices he continues to make, the mm-hmm. things that he cares about, uh, watch from the earth to the moon, watch the stuff he produces, that thing you do is a Tom Hanks I, I was directed. I was I mean, gonna say his, his producing work. Yeah. With Gary Getzman, is that his name? Um, Maybe. Th- he's been doing these documentaries for CNN for mm-hmm. years now. And it's one of my favorite things he's ever done. The sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, that series of decade based documentaries. Yeah. Um, he's, it's wonderful what he's doing. And his filmography is no joke and mm-hmm. fill in the blanks that you have not seen. Uh, it is, it is worth checking out almost all of them, even the movies that, that maybe aren't at the top of the list. Like he, he mm-hmm. takes big cuts. He's not risk averse. And I think that's something to celebrate in anybody who is a creative. 
and here come the paddy wagons yeah. to take us away. If you can hear that siren, it literally feels like it's outside of your kitchen window, which is facing another building. Yeah. Oh, that building, that building uh, is the Ghostbusters headquarters. Oh, so I see. they're just going to, they, they ain't afraid of no ghosts. They they're going to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, the best Tom Hanks movie is big. Yeah. Asked and answered. Oh, I love that movie. Go to your Zoltar machine and, uh, wish that you're able to have, uh, enjoyed the career that Tom Hanks has enjoyed in whatever you do, that you're able to enjoy that success. Whatever that's my that thing you. you do is. I will, <laughs> I will fire that coin right into that uh, Zoltar's mouth for you and make your wish come true. That's it. This topic is settled. Yep. Asked and answered, done. Boy, I thought it was going to be easier than it was. No. I didn't even think. I was like, oh, we'll do this one. We're, uh, we're about to leave for Max FunCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like literally in minutes. Yeah. This, this will come out like two days after we have been yeah. at Max FunCon to improvise with our friends, Janet and Annie. But there you go. This one is, uh, is solved, but there are many more out there. So you, uh, you tell people. We always do this out of order. I know you just reversed just it. Tell on everybody. Me. Just, tell uh, this topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Mm-hmm. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. We promise. It worked out. You can still, you can still send them to info at Hal Lublin. That's cool too. I'm getting them. I am responding to them. I've responded to every email we have received. Uh, so there you go. Or really where you want to go is our Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Talk about your favorite Tom Hanks movies. Where'd we get it right? Where'd we get it wrong? I want to hear what, what you think and why you think your favorite movie, your choice is his best movie. Tell us why. Let's hear, let's hear the whys and have a fun, discussion about it always good conversation going on in that facebook group we are incredibly proud of it thank you to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks of course to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you our listeners to quote tom hanks as jim lovell it has been an honor and a privilege for hal lublin i'm mark agliardi for mark agliardi i'm hal lublin and don't worry everybody we, we got, got this. this we got this MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported